but feminism is about fairness, the basic and fundamental human right of being able to participate in the choices for your future. Girls like you inspire me and impress me every single day. Spread your fire. Use your fire to light other women's torches and make more light and more heat for all of us. Me too must become we too. We are all in this together. Feminist, the person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Today is the third episode and like second to last episode. Second to last? Or like, yeah, I think it's second to last episode of the Women's March series, which is kind of insane. Um, Like, yeah, like what is happening? What is going on? I don't know how time is moving so fast. Uh, But I'm so glad you're here to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. So... Today is a very exciting episode. I have been planning to have Madison for an episode for a while, but I never really knew when or how. And then uh, when I recorded with her back in March of 2021, I knew I wanted to have her for, for a Women's March episode. But at the time, I had already like booked all my Women's March for that month. So I was like, okay, maybe I can fit her in some other day. And then just March came around and I was like, whoa this makes sense let's just bring her on now and so yeah so today's episode is with Madison Hadler she is the host of Loudmouth podcast so go check that out I have an interview on her podcast it was really really fun we talked a lot about women's march in that so you can go check that out if you want to know more about the series uh but basically I just knew Madison has her podcast is all about like she talks a lot about activism and feminism and the important things and makes those things kind of simpler for people to understand and kind of easier to understand because sometimes the news or the people that know about these topics or say they know about these topics use these big words and really difficult terms that if you haven't studied um, journalism or international relations or any kind of thing like that maybe you don't understand and she just makes content and news and all of that very approachable and so everyone can like take a stand on any single important cause because it's not hard to understand. It's actually 40 minutes of your day to listen to an episode to understand what's going on with, for example, for example, Ukraine and Russia. And then you can just do your own activism from your own place now that you know. So I totally recommend her podcast and I want to have her on because she's the best. She has such a natural, like, I don't know, we have a great conversation. This is a conversation between friends about like, the topic that we're going to talk about uh but basically i just asked her what she wanted to talk about because again she she talks about so many things and this could go so many ways but she told me pop culture sexism and pop culture and i was like wow that is a great topic to have so yeah i'm probably gonna call this episode something about like sexism and pop culture and the names of the people that we talked about but yeah basically we talk about britney spears 2007 quote-unquote breakdown we don't like to kind of break down but whatever we talked about actors that have been accused of sexual assault like Ansel Elgort at Westwick but are still like praised on social media and by awards we talked about Taylor Swift and how she's demonized for writing songs about the men she dates but that doesn't happen to men uh we talked about we touched a little bit on Monica Lewinsky's situation at the beginning and then we talked about Janet Jackson's Super Bowl thing uh we talked about serena williams angry black women trope a little bit at the beginning and then we closed out with simone biles uh she took a break and getting like basically railed by people online so 
and then I asked her all the questions that I usually ask Women's March, which she had really in- amazing and interesting answers for, like what feminism means to her, where does she see women empowerment at her best, what she thinks we still need to work on when it comes to gender equality, and what's her favorite thing about being a woman. So there's a lot of great things in this episode if you're a fan of pop culture or not, but you probably lived through these things, you should listen to this episode because we talked a lot about how if you suit the situation and if you put a man on the from on like the face of the problem instead of a woman, this would be a totally different situation and that's how you know sexism is a problem in pop culture. And I feel like this episode is great to not only see those past things uh, from the 2000s and like last few years and like last year even, but just to kind of sit down and not let this happen ever again or try to deconstruct this idea of that is of this idea of pop culture that sexism has to be something in it and that is something that you know you cannot fix like women are crazy and that's kind of it and that kind of like narrative they just take down that narrative and I feel like this episode is great to kind of like turn a light bulb in your brain and be like hey yeah like this this was fucked up and this other thing was also fucked up and also understanding that at the time you maybe didn't understand why it was fucked up and now that you're older or you think more with like a feminist brain you kind of understand why they were so fucked up and I feel like again this is a great episode to kind of start realizing those things and moving forward changing that narrative for those people so yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode this was one of my favorite episodes to record because it was truly a conversation between two friends and it was so fun so go check so go check Madison on Loudmouth go check Madison's podcast Loudmouth on anywhere you listen to podcasts go follow her at Loudmouth at LoudmouthPod and then you can also follow me on my point of view podcast if you're listening to this you can also rate uh, write a review on Apple but if you don't feel like writing a review you can totally go to Spotify and rate my podcast I will be very 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 thankful if you do that um because when people see more reviews on more ratings on my spotify profile that makes them want to come on and i can bring better guests and all of that so yeah i'm just gonna stop vlogging myself and talking and i'm just gonna leave you with the episode it's a great one i hope you enjoy hey guys welcome back to another episode of my point to end today we have a very exciting guest <laughs> finally <laughs> oh my god welcome so to the podcast excited. madison finally after like a year this is happening hey, listen take time okay a year these days goes by fast so i know it does it really really does but let tell, tell us a little bit about yourself for the people that may not know who you are Yes. So um, my name is Madison Hadler. I'm the host of Loudmouth Podcast. Um, That's actually how we met. Um, We actually, she came on my podcast last year. So make sure you go listen to that, hear more all about your favorite podcast host right here. Um, You, obviously, not me. I'm not saying that about myself. Um, I know I got it. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I just got to make sure people think I'm not uh, being a little too self-centered here um, but yeah that's pretty much it I host loudmouth podcasts I talk about anything and everything activism um yeah anything like that I don't know yeah that's I love I, it I love that your podcast is very like unfiltered and you talk about the real important things that people usually shy away from um Thank you. 
and yeah especially in like this past few years so many things have happened that people have shied away from and it's like uh, no please don't do <laughs> please don't we actually need to talk about it yeah. yeah and trying to make things digestible for people because a lot of the stuff that goes on in the news is hard to learn about because overwhelming is the word for yes. me and I yep. study international relations, so I usually know what's going on. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes people ask me about it, and I'm just like, okay, let me help you understand. This is actually way simpler than what it makes it look, but people use exactly. these hard words to kind of do like a red circle of only people that understand. And it's like, this is super simple, actually. So Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we're here for, to make it yeah. simple so that people understand. I yeah. love that so much. Mm-hmm. So... Before we get into the episode, which is a very exciting episode today, um, I ask this question to every guest. So how are you really doing this week, Madison? Um, let's say if you were to ask me that last week, it probably would have been a lot different of answer than this week. So it usually I'm, is. So <laughs> I'm happy to report that I am feeling pretty good this week, actually. Um yeah i know you just posted an episode today about your mental breakdown last week (laughs) yeah i did have a tiny little mental breakdown at work um i just started a nine to five so Mm. very different than what i've done before so just kind of learning the ropes of that but this week good i've gotten my to-do list done and we're recording so i'm excited that's amazing that's very exciting i am here yeah, this weekend is Lollapalooza here so I'm just like needing a weekend before the weekend and I'm just like I don't know how to find time to rest and kind of prepare for that so I'm just like okay I, I want to sleep for a while uh-huh especially after like a festival and things like that you are so tired like so no, excited no. but so exhausted at the same time I don't want to think about Monday I really don't it gives me literally I want to die thinking about Monday <laughs> I'm just like no please no don't you need but I've, that, been, uh, I've been like since I graduated back in February so like a couple of weeks ago yeah. I literally been working non-stop like I start at 10 a.m and I finish at like 11 p.m 1 a.m 2 a.m don't ask me why because it's the same workload that I've always had (laughs) there's something going on that I'm just not doing correctly (laughs) not processing it right I'm just not 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 here yeah not here I get that and especially since you just graduated too that's like such an exciting moment so being able to like have the time to process that but then also jumping into work is so hard (laughs) but also the thing is I've been doing like I've been inviting my friends over to the kind of celebrate and then my family and all of a sudden I realize I don't have any weekends where I have done nothing and all I want to do is lay down and do nothing nothing. don't call me I don't want to go anywhere (laughs) just don't please leave me alone Um, I literally have to like prepare myself mentally for a lot of social gatherings these days Mm. because I'm so exhausted I'm like I am okay yeah and I go out all right and like I love my friends don't get me wrong but it's it's so hard sometimes I'm just like you want to hang out today and tomorrow like can we just take a break in the middle and hang out tomorrow night maybe (laughs) yeah can I just have a nap please yeah oh my god (laughs) no I totally get it But But. going now into the episode, I mean, this is going to be a very chatty episode. So for everyone listening, I hope you enjoy. (laughs) This (laughs) is my favorite kind of episodes to record, though, so it's fine. Uh, We're going to talk about, I actually wanted to have Madison on for a Women's March episode, but I really wasn't sure what she wanted to talk about. And I was like, okay, you choose a topic. I'll talk about whatever, anything related to women I can talk about. Uh, So you chose pop culture moments that were rooted in sexism, which I feel it's so interesting because I feel like 2022, 2021 
was the year where we kind of realized those kinds of things, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the whole Britney Spears thing happening, which is the first thing we're going to talk about. But I feel like we just went on with it. And it's like, and I remember I was reading the episode. And I was like, whoa, this happened. And oh, remember this and this. Oh, remember this. And it's like, wow, so many things that you don't even realize. So yeah, I just wanted to ask you a little bit of like, why did you wanted to talk about that? Like, what's your interest in that? Are you a fan of pop culture? What's your, what's your story? <laughs> yeah, what's my story? Yes, I am a huge fan of pop culture, which is mainly why I chose it because um, easy for me, like I already, you know, I know a good amount of the information. Yeah. And I think recently in like, not recently, I guess when I started becoming or like, wait, I love your tattoo. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, ah, so brand. I'm going to yeah. use that for promo. Okay. Yes, Go absolutely. <laughs> um, so I when I was kind of like more recently or, you know, identifying as a feminist in whatever it is, learning what that meant, yeah. you kind of start to realize all of these things that you went along with as a society member mm-hmm. and like Britney Spears. So I was young when Britney Spears younger. You know, we were younger when Britney Spears. How old are you? Ha- Sorry. I'm 24 or 23. Okay. Oh my God. 23, 24 this year, but yeah. I'm 23, 24 this year. We are the same age. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So we are like a little younger and obviously very influenced by, um, you know, society and things yeah. that we were being told about in media. So it was interesting when I was like learning about feminism, coming back to these like topics. Like I think, um, later on we have the Monica Lewinsky thing. Um, but yeah. Like coming back to these topics is realizing, wait, why did she get all the hate for that? I know. Why was she, why was her name drug through the mud when when you know there was an there was a married man that was part of the equation. No, the married man, there was the president of the freaking president. United States. Like he has way more responsibility than an intern in the Hawaii House, you know? Exactly. And the power that holds and he holds in that place. Oh my god. I'm I, I'm very opinionated about the Monica Lewinsky. I yes. wanted to watch American Crime Story, but I found it nowhere. I don't know where to watch it. Oh yeah. There's is that the one that has um because there's a new like docu-series coming out on Hulu. Is it the is it I that don't know? One? It's the it's like the third season from the Versace one. The third one is Monica Lewinsky's <gasps> story. I wonder if this is the same thing. You know that movie Booksmart? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the girl is Monica Lewinsky. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah it's the, same, that's the thing. same thing. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I want to watch that too. I've only seen it advertised on Hulu, um, but I don't. Yeah, know if we it's... don't have Hulu here, so oh, some gosh. other network has to buy it and bring it. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll try to look for some streaming <laughs> services of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's why this kind of topic has interested me, and I put some um, other people on there because. When we talk about feminism, too, talking about intersectional feminism, mm. I know that you've talked about this on your podcast many a times with yeah. your Women's um, History Month, but like talking about things that are not are that are not only rooted in sexism but also rooted in racism. Yeah. Um, so, like Serena Williams' backlash, she always gets like titled this angry black tennis player. Oh my god, yes. When the things that she does are not very different than the things that male tennis player do or other like white female tennis players do mm-hmm. so it's just interesting um when you're relearning these things and learning how these little things that you may think oh my god Britney Spears breakdown doesn't have to do with feminism or whatever mm-hmm. but it's the way that there's like those little misogynistic yeah. things are imprinted in our society and so yeah. 
And I love to talk about things that are activism that maybe don't feel like activism. And so talking about these re narrating these pop culture moments is a small way to like, remember that, you know, sexism is rooted in yeah. our culture. Yeah. So very long winded explanation. No, but, but I, I, chose this. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's also about deconstructing everything that we've been like learning and seeing since we were young. Again, Britney mm-hmm. Spears, I, I remember watching this on like YouTube and the video and everyone being like, Oh, she's crazy. And I was like, yeah, she's crazy. I don't know. I was like, eight years old what was supposed to know and then being older and looking back at it i'm like wait what you're Um, like wait maybe the paparazzi obsessively taking pictures of her and her kids when she tells them to stop is a a encroachment on what is it encroachment i wish i knew the word you were trying to i don't either (laughs) whatever it's a problem of privacy i guess is more of what i'm saying yeah But also, I feel like I've realized the problem with this because I'm a big, big Taylor Swift fan, as probably many people mm-hmm. know, for like yes. 12 years now. Um, and when Taylor... We're all over the place, but we're going to go through all the bullet points more in detail. But when Taylor started dating Harry Styles, everyone started demonizing her. Like, she was like the worst person on earth and her songwriting wasn't a skill anymore. It was like the worst thing she could do to you. And I was like, what is going on? Like... Mm-hmm. nothing changed just your perception of her like she's doing the same thing she's always done so what uh-huh. is going on um and so i feel like that's where i realized like wait this is really fucked up <laughs> Everything yeah is really fucked up. <laughs> yes literally and yeah it's so true because yeah even just those things like i mean i remember when i was younger thinking like at some point I was like oh my god yeah Taylor Swift has dated a lot of men like oh my god she writes so many songs about you know, her past relationships. And then you look at any freaking pop song ever, male or female, and that's literally what pop songs are about. Like, like how many people, I don't know, I don't even know a male singer right now. Like, it's not coming on my <laughs> brain. But like, let's say Kevin Harris. How know, many man. people has he dated? So many people, and no one is talking about his girlfriends. Like, yeah, no one cares. John Mayer. I mean, jo- John people Mayer. are talking about John Mayer more now because of... Taylor's re-release because Jake Gyllenhaal's assassination (laughs) oh yes oh my god yes that's what I meant that's what I meant I think I meant both of them both Both of them they're the same in my eyes personally (laughs) yeah they're the same type of man but yeah I want but let's start from the beginning let's talk about Britney Spears breakdown like just explain it or how you would explain it in your own words what happened okay how did you felt like the first time you saw it and how do you feel today let's do that Yeah. So, okay. So when I think of like the epitome of, I'm going to use like air quotes whenever we talk about her breakdown, but the epitome of her breakdown is when she shaved her head and we all share that photo. I mean, I even shared that photo when I was like crazy with finals and I was like, I feel like Britney Spears right now. I am guilty Mm -hmm. of that. I'm going to be the first one to say that. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, and the way that it was painted in our minds was like, oh my God, this um, pop star, this, you know, especially also I mean, a we, woman shaving her hair was like the worst thing that could happen in the 2000s. It's like she just uh-huh. shaved her hair like that. Uh-huh. That is normal. Like, that is not the worst thing she could do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, I think a lot. So, like, that shaving her head moment, like, broke headlines. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said, like, a woman shaving her head is like not that big of a deal. But since the reason, like, in that moment, everyone was thinking, 
probably some still are Britney Spears is a sex icon you know mm-hmm, she yeah. is she is pretty princess pop she is the pop star she's the girl with the snake dancing yes that is her. she's got her bodysuits she's got her dances she's got them on lockdown and so everyone when she shaves her head it's like oh my god this sex icon that I thought was so hot just shaved her head that's crazy <laughs> and so all of a sudden she like shaved her head and these people's perceptions of who she was in their mind changed. Yeah. And I think that's what it all boiled down to. It was like, she's crazy. She's not hot anymore. Even if they weren't saying it like that, like that's ultimately what that was showing. I feel like the thing like, is she was like a sex icon and she kind of, with that kind of situation, I don't, I have to say, I don't want to call it breakdown, but with that thing that happened, it made her a real mm-hmm. person and people hate it. That she was yeah. a real person. <laughs> yes, so very, very because true. women in pop culture usually are like little like statues or models <laughs> that don't have any flaws, are perfect all the time. Their hair is long and flowy and beautiful, and your body is perfect. And if you ever show emotion, uh, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> literally, Basically. yeah. Yeah, and that's so true. So I think, like, then when it was all going down, we all played into this idea, oh, my God, she's just crazy. She's just one of those pop star yeah. gone wrong. Um, you know what I'm saying, though? That's yeah. a trope. It's like yeah. like Miley yeah. Cyrus doing um, Party in the USA. Everyone was like, oh, my God, she's not a Disney star anymore. Like, mm. yeah, she's 20, what, what 20 years old? Yeah. yeah, probably not a Disney star anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so in the moment of Britney Spears' breakdown, everyone calls her crazy, calls her names, says she's, you know, fame gone to her head. She's not a good mother anymore. The photos of her hitting like the paparazzi with the with something I don't remember. I was like, oh my god, she's gone literally mental. And it's like exactly. And what's so sad about it too is that Britney Spears does suffer mental illness or does have a mental illness. So it's like not only is it demonizing her as a human, but it's demonizing mental illness. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you're already like, I think she, I know that she's diagnosed with ADD. I'm not sure um, too much else on um, her mental illnesses, but like when you do those things, it's not only hurting you know just her in general but anyone who has these disease that go untreated that don't Mm -hmm. get listened about that get paparazzi shoved in her face at every minute um so yeah in the moment what I thought about it in 2007 when I was a youngin I like kind of went with everyone's thoughts I was like oh my god yeah she's crazy who would shave their head she has all the money in the world why would she shave her head there was something about her shaving her head that stuck with me um and then when when i think it was her documentary that came out and i understood why everything happened i was like why did we get like why is that picture of her shaving her head the most like insane thing about that she was like literally so bad in her mental health and in her situation in general that no one wanted to help her just because she shaved her head like what the fuck? exactly exactly and it and yeah, and I feel like that's where the sexism comes with the part mm-hmm. of shaving her head because I feel like if a man maybe had a breakdown like that, maybe would have maybe I'm not sure have like the same kind of paparazzi situation, but but if a man was shaving his head in the middle of a mental breakdown, like no one would care. 
if a no man showed care. up tomorrow with her head shaved or with it, no one cares. And again, and I think it comes back to her being, or women in general in pop culture being like sex icons, that you mm-hmm. cannot be different from like what my fantasy is. And that fantasy correlates directly to men. Because I, yes. I, I don't care if she has long hair, short hair. I just like how she sings and her music videos and her aesthetic. That's it, you know? Uh-huh. Exactly. And yeah, what you were saying about if a man man shaved his head in the middle of a mental breakdown, we probably the next day would post a picture saying that he looks hot. Yeah. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that is one moment that going back and looking on it now is like, oh my God, we truly, we didn't give her the respect she needed as a mother. We didn't Mm. give her the respect she needed as a woman. We didn't give her the respect she needed as someone with an untreated mental illness um, who was genuinely trying to reach out for help, was like trying to truly make a scene so that people could realize like, bro, I am not okay. And it's because of you guys. Like, yeah. Give her the space to like get treated or get better or whatever she needed to do. And no one gave her that, which is very sad. Yeah. Very sad. And I mean, no one gives her the space today anyways. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm very sorry like that she has to live this life because it really sucks. And that breakdown or that, that situation in 2007, like that, made everything that happened after for her like her conservatorship and all of that happened really like more intensely so that's sexism and pop culture Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah and still even to this day yeah she faces it even though everyone knows what she's been through and she's been so public about you know calling it out but people are still letting you know her sister and her parents run around and spew this shit about her and yeah it's just because it's for so long since this breakdown she's obviously there's been the free britney fans there have been you know people been like this that was not okay but there are still people who probably think of her as that 2007 britney yeah. and I don't even know how old she was then, but not that Same. old. I have no she, idea. She's not that old now. So it's like, there's no way. Yeah, She's not even thing. 40 now, I think. Exactly. So, so like she was really young. <laughs> yes. So yeah. yeah, just one of those moments that yeah. I think one of the biggest moments that people like, if they don't really understand like what we're saying by these moments of pop culture, I think everyone remembers that Britney Spears moment mm-hmm. and everyone who's a, a feminist now can look back and be like, whoa, that was yeah. like, super fucked up yeah 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 that was really wow yeah i could talk more about britney but moving on to the next topic that i've written down it's like something that i want to touch on because we have a full episode on like me too and time's up from last year but lately with like the oscars are coming up the golden globes are coming up if you don't know they're coming up i am a big fan of those (laughs) i watched them all it's not the golden globes because they didn't happen this year because they were racist and they didn't even decide to do a show they just said who won the prizes on social media it was wait really yeah it was really bad it was really bad. oh my god i did not know any about that that was really bad but they've been nominating left and right west side story and if you don't know west side story Mm -hmm. the main character is ansel ergord and if you don't know ansel ergord he has been accused of like sexual assault like raping a woman like I, I get really angry and people still like nominate him and praise him and yes it's not the fault of like the whole movie cast and crew but I don't care you're still having a sexual predator on your team and people are praising him because he sings like he's pretty and the same thing happened with Ed Westwick he was also like 
accused of raping someone and everyone on TikTok is like, oh, but he has a TikTok and he's pretty and I'm just going to stitch this so he sees me. And I'm just like, who cares if he's hot if he has raped a woman? Like, let's just mm -hmm. be clear, you know, about that. So I just wanted to touch a little bit about that on how fucked up it is that like if a woman had done something like this, she wouldn't have the space that both of those men and many other men are having right now in like social mm -hmm. media, you know? Absolutely. And another one to know is, um, and this is more um, like America based, but the Super Bowl, we had um, Dr. Dre as yeah. the main headliner. And When Dr. I saw him, Dre I was like, what the fuck? Like, haven't we has cancel him or something? Uh -huh. He has so many cases against him. <sighs> so many cases and it's because he's a big top dog man in the in the r&b industry so he ha holds that power he can absolutely still get gigs but i feel like the most fucked up thing about that is that we all know the harvey weinstein case we all know how many women he sexually assaulted and all of those things why are these men different like Everyone is like, oh my God. Also, James Franco, once he wore a pin that said Time's Up to one of the Golden Gloves, and the next day someone said, like, yeah, he's my, like, he sexually assaulted me yes. wearing a pin. <laughs> That's, yes. And it's all through the performative. It's so performative, bro, yeah. especially for men, because they have the privilege a lot of the time to just tap out when they don't want to hear about it, when they don't want to address their accusations. What's crazy is that these men can usually just go on without even saying anything about an accusation. But if a woman were to get any accusation, either of the same or of a different accord, it's like you have to comment on it or else you're, you're done. done. Even if even if it's not anything you know similar to a sexual assault case because assaulters are assaulter don't get it twisted you know man woman doesn't matter but yeah it's crazy that you know women like Britney Spears can get attacked for having a mental breakdown and be uninvited to award shows and stuff but these men who are literally rapists have like get best picture in. nominees yes, like what the yes. fuck <laughs> and are like and are like Twitter's white boy of the month every once in a while I'm like ah these people are gross it's not cute just because not they're cute. hot and I'm just like, who cares if they're hot? I mean, think about the victim. Like, what if you were the girl that is saying that he's her, that he raped her? Like, what, what, what would you do? Like, I just feel so bad for those girls. And I feel like when we talk about, again, sexism in both cultures, just thinking about what would happen if those people were women. If the situation mm -hmm. isn't the same, then that is sexism. Like, clear cut, that, that, there it is. You know? Absolutely. There it is. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I think something definitely needs, yeah yeah no and i totally agree and i just wanted to tie that back to like taylor swift like taylor yes. swift and any other male singer like just touch on that taylor swift has dated too many men and like what joe mayer hasn't dated what does that even too many mean? women i don't know what is too many men like let her live her life and also her songs are perfect so who cares yeah. how many people she dates anyway she's getting that content baby she's right but i mean songs, i remember people. watching one of her interviews where she said, like, what I wrote on, on our doc, like, sh people have started to thinking about her songwriting not as a skill, but as something bad. When writing songs, like, the songs that she writes, it's a mm -hmm. superpower, you know, in this day and age. Like, that is not easy. And she's mm -hmm. not even saying names. So why are people demonizing her? Like, yeah, if you're a fan, you can 
basically know which songs are for who like styles is obviously for harry styles like that is not like wow a surprise uh but like he's not demonizing every single one of them and then the ones that she them i mean let's go like oh my god i could get like for hours about this but like all too well for example yes he mm-hmm. kind of does bashes jake didn't help because he was an asshole to her like you would demonize any anyone that was an asshole to you like yeah i don't know Let's go to like I'm trying to think of a song like Grenade by Bruno Mars. He's also bashing a woman because she was probably bad to him. But no one is talking about that. Uh huh. And also the way that um like okay she puts east well quote unquote Easter eggs clues or whatever in her songs about like referencing the men but again yeah she's not saying their name she has never once gone on a stage and been like oh this is for you Jake Gyllenhaal like (laughs) no she has it like also it's her experience too and I think that's what people don't they don't click that like and also all too well 10 minute version hit hard with that line about how he's dating people that are still that age like go off the worst the worst thing is that we all know a man that is doing that exactly exactly we all all know them we all know them uh but besides that i feel like everyone i remember seeing one part of being like yeah but like taylor swift she's like doing his character assassination he cannot be anywhere and it's like she hasn't done anything what the fans have done is things that fans have done and you just have to like understand that it's not her she just wrote a song that was already released but she just gave a little bit more details but still like you never know what happened or didn't happen so you cannot just like blame her yeah and also maybe he shouldn't have been shitty to her i don't know just like a thought process also i mean you you shouldn't be like a 30 year old dating a 20 year old let's just start there (laughs) that is really fucked up just from the beginning imagine a woman a 30 year old woman dating a 20 year old boy yeah like how wasn't that a headline i don't know anyways yeah yeah i just i just feel really powerful about taylor because again i'm like her biggest fan um and yeah i just i just feel like there's so many men that write songs that no one talks about but taylor swift is like a headline you know yeah exactly well and it's crazy that in the midst of like her re-recording her albums and like taking power back over her songs we still end up talking about her past relationships yeah like that's not what this was about she was taking control of her songs like and if she's in a long relationship and not showing it's because she's in a long relationship and not showing so it must be not true and if she's showing it that must be a pr stunt and if she's single that must be a lie and it's like yeah what do you want these people are also living lives. Not everything is to sell. Like, how so. is your relationship status so clear in 2022? Like, that is not a thing, you know? Like, let me know yeah. what your relationship status is before talking about Taylor Six. <laughs> okay, very true. Very true. <laughs> I always have to stop myself from, like, um, trying to, like, stalking celebrities, trying to figure out if they're relationship or not. Because I'm like, Madison, if they when they want to share it, they'll share it. And if they don't want to share it, then they're not going to share it. Okay? Same. Same. <laughs> Uh, but since we've been talking for like a while now, let's just do the three last ones you oh, yeah. wrote down and then okay. mine. I've talked for a while. And then we can do oh, the, no. the questions. So do the okay. Janet Jackson one. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Okay. So Janet Jackson. Um, so this is another Super Bowl one. So Janet Jackson um, back. Uh, let me. If you want to see exact. sexism, just watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. Okay. I think it was um 
2004. Okay, okay. there we go. Yeah, that's what I wanted prime, to get. Prime okay. of sexism in pop culture is like the <laughs> 2000s. Prime. Literally, literally. So, okay. So, Janet Jackson performs at the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake. Very important. They were two, like, Justin Timberlake had just kind of broken out of his in sync um, persona, I guess, trying to rebrand himself and kind of And Britney relationship. Yes, yes. Kind of becoming this... Um, sex icon as we talked about earlier because that's truly what he was trying to be Mm -hmm. and janet jackson at the time was like trying like has been a sex symbol for a while like you know super iconic and so she like this was kind of a little later in her career so she was like re just establishing this image as she's like janet jackson so she invites justin timberlake to come and perform a song and they have this whole idea that um at one point he was going to rip her blouse and it was going to be like a lace bra showing it was like supposed to be like a surprise costume reveal or whatever well, messed up, quote unquote. People are still on the fence if it was really a mess up or if it was like just a PR stunt gone wrong. Either way, resulted in sexism because Janet Jackson's right breast was exposed for literally half a second, but it was to 143 million viewers. And no. as you could probably guess, the backlash on Janet Jackson was huge mongus insane way she didn't even touch her shirt like she did uh nothing (laughs) yep but five hundred and forty thousand people filed complaints with the federal communications commission because of this shut Uh up no Uh so they were literally she had to go to court obviously for it and um she ended up not having like the supreme court waived the fee but it was a 50 or 555,000 FFC fine against CBS because of the indecency. Indecency. Whatever. Yeah. So they got it waived because, I mean, they said it was a wardrobe malfunction. But it's crazy because Janet Jackson was the only name getting defamed in this time. Um, Justin went on to attend the Grammy Awards where he won two Grammys. Uh, McDonald's sustained their brand deal with him and his next album that sold after that sold over 10 million copies. And Janet Jackson's name was searched up. Let me see. What was it? Oh, Janet Jackson became the most searched internet item of all time according to the Guinness Book of World Records. People trying to literally see her fucking boob. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, I hate people. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just crazy because she was blacklisted from the Grammys and uninvited to the Grammys after this. Uh huh. At the same time, uh, where Justin Timberlake won two Grammys, shut the yep. up. Her music videos were blacklisted, and she had uncharacteristically low sales for her next album. And Janet Jackson is an icon, so she had pretty good sales. And then, yes, after this incident, plummeted no. for. For something that she didn't even do. It's like the article that I was reading, I like linked it on there, but mm-hmm. it like said in it, um, they were like crazy how this was like a literal man, like Justin Timberlake was the one who ripped her shirt off. And I'm not putting all the blame on Justin Timberlake. It's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just like purely showing that this man was the one who was ripping off the blouse that caused the wardrobe malfunction. And yet Janet Jackson's scathed, and her name, I, I think it's, I mean, she's still an icon and people 
But people still talk about it to this day about that indecency. People still reference it as a scandal, but only putting Janet Jackson's name behind it. When you, I'm sure most of the people hearing of this who didn't watch or know, like, or, you know, watch the Super Bowl probably only thought that Janet Jackson was the one in the performance. But no, it was Justin Timberlake. So. And like the photo is so obvious that she had nothing to do with it because she's just like, what the fuck, you know? Literally. And again, I'm not saying that it's Justin Timberlake's fault per se but like she didn't touch her shirt so why are people doing complaints at her just because she has a boob like what what is what is the thing here you know yeah yeah insane and also another why i uh, put angiana jackson there too is because this is a, um, a great case of sexism and racism coming to light because yeah. um janet jackson's a white man mm-hmm. <laughs> and janet jackson's so. obviously a black woman so I'm sure even if we would have seen a white woman in this place, if this would have happened to a white woman, not saying that they would have gotten off scotch-free because that's definitely not the case. They still would have been like derailed, but maybe not to the extent that Janet Jackson was just because there's more things at play here. All just the complaints. To, I feel like the, all the mm-hmm. complaints are insane and that is that is racism and sexism at the same yeah. time playing in like American society. That is insane. Uh, but exactly. do you want to talk about the last one for a little bit? And then we move on to the questions since we touched a bit on Serena Williams at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Simone Biles, I just wanted to bring this up a little bit because obviously it's a very recent thing that happened mm-hmm. when Simone Biles um, took a break from the Olympics. She decided for her mental health, she needed to stop, um, competing and also i feel like just one thing in that case place a lot which we are not talking about here place a lot like the mental health stigma besides oh, yes. all of the other stigmas which is insane the fact that you can exactly take a break because you're not mentally okay goes back to the britney spears <laughs> everything exactly. goes back to britney spears yeah exactly and it's another case of like um obviously sexism and racism coming together because mm-hmm. Simone Biles obviously a black woman yeah. and so even more because she was like competing for our country for the USA whatever the fuck people were saying about it they you know deemed her as like not uh patriotic they railed her because she you know, left the U.S. Olympics team, like whatever, because she needed to take a break for her mental health. And especially from, like, not only do you want an athlete not, like, not performing if they're not mentally okay, but also the trauma that Simone Biles has had with the Olympics team, like, specifically with um, Larry Nassar and all that kind of stuff, sexual assault those kinds of things it's like no one even gave her a fucking well not no one but a lot of people didn't even give her like a second chance because they were like they're like oh you quit on us then we're quitting on you like blah 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 even though but she like had undergone they quit on this her thing. they quit they quit on they quit on her like way before you know exactly yes <laughs> yes and so just another case of like gen- like oh my god i'm sure everyone in their daily life has had to take a mental health day and Simone Biles just happens to be publicly seen and watched and heard about. So she got absolutely derailed, even though we've seen the consequences of a performer. Um, I forget who the gymnastics name was, but it was in like the um, Olympics in the 90s or something like that. But she performed when she was having a case of the spins, um, which is like the mental illness. I don't know, not mental illness, mental effect that... Um, yeah 
gymnastics can have. Um, but she was having the spins, but she went on to perform and try and compete. No. And she literally like tore ligaments or like broke her leg or something terrible, had to get surgery, everything like that. And everyone like deemed her this like hero. And everyone's like, everyone nowadays is like, that's not heroic. Getting hurt when you could have saved yourself is not heroic and also if she had went anyways and lost people would be like oh my gosh she lost she's the worst exactly not not, she couldn't have done anything to right this wrong how people wanted to you know does that make sense exactly yes no it makes total sense yeah there is no win no win for her in this situation and i feel like to kind of close this kind of pop culture and sexism and pop culture kind of section of the episode before we move into the questions I feel like there's no win for any woman here because no matter how mm-hmm. they would have defend them themselves or how we can defend themselves at the time, people demonize them, every single one of them. And I mean, I hope and I hope we give them the space to kind of take back their story and own it and be like, this is not just me. This happened because of X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hope things change in the future because Simone Bias is a very recent case, which is very sad. Yeah, and I and maybe this is just from my perspective too because I'm sure there were a lot more people that hated on it because also the people I follow are like-minded like me so they weren't the yeah. ones, you know. Yeah. Your fate is on yours. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I think that um that conversation and then there was the tennis player um oh damn, I forget her name, but she took a break also from like press and conferences and things like that. And so I'm hoping that as we end mental health stigma as we end or as we all become more feminist and realize the sexism and racism that comes to play at everything that these situations become less newsworthy like they're not news it's not Mm -hmm. news you know yeah yeah I I love that and I 100% agree but since we've been talking for a while now let's just go into the women's march questions that I ask every guest on this series so do you consider yourself a feminist and if so what it means to you and how has it helped you yes so obviously I am a feminist of course um feminism to me um means taking care of everyone around me who identifies as female for my non-binary folks just taking care of the women and the people in my life who identify as female um and having a system that helps to fight the system at play so having a group that works together so that we can have these conversations like this because even though conversations like this feel like they're not doing much we're we're de-stigmatizing and we're bringing a new narrative to it so feminism means just like recognizing the privilege that I have as a white woman and being able to use my voice for good in that way but also to lift others uh other people of colors women of colors voices or anything else lift them up and advocate for them in our society I love that. That's probably the Thanks. best definition that I've heard so far. Thank you. Uh, I wrote it down because I was nervous. I was like, I have to make sure I get it right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Where do you personally see women empowerment at its best? Um, when I see, I will go, I'll go small scale here. I think I see it just in these conversations like this. Whenever I get to sit down with another woman or even with another person who doesn't identify as female and have conversations like this, um, that's where I feel the most like empowerment from um, and where I see it coming to play because 
we're taking our voices and we're using them to fight these systems that have been coming, even in the smallest things like pop culture um, Mm -hmm. breakdowns or pop culture things. Like, um, yeah, just women empowerment means boosting people up and doing things like this, being able to talk about the problems and the um, things that we still need to change in society. I love that. Uh, who is a role model for you when it comes to women empowerment and why? You can literally okay. say anyone. anyone. Yeah, I know. I struggled this with this one for a while um, just because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have a lot of uh, yeah. women role models. I'm like, I love them all. Um, but I, I think I'm going to plug a book here that has become the – that really, really changed my mind, not changed my mind, really just enlightened me. Um, it's a book called Eloquent Rage. It's by Brittany Cooper, um, Dr. Brittany, Brittany Cooper. I'm pretty sure she's a doctor, but she's a professor. Uh, I forget what school, but she's at a professor, a professor at a college in the United States. And this book is about um, her experience as a black woman in feminism. And it goes into Michelle Obama becoming first lady and what that meant for, um, black women and what the news coverage surrounding Michelle Obama meant for black Mm -hmm. women and stuff like that. And it really just, I was obviously already like anti-racist and things like that, but it truly opened my eyes to show like feminism is not just feminism it's racism it's everything combining at once um but just particularly against women and things like that so uh, i guess britney cooper would be a really really great role model but highly recommend the book for those who want to learn more about intersectional feminism i love that i always when i think about intersectional feminism i just be like if i as a white woman feel oppressed can you imagine how oppressed a black woman must feel exactly yep Yep. Like and I then, feel like that's the easiest way to ask yourself the question. Like if you feel oppressed, is. imagine someone that is also a black person or a person of color. Yeah, oppressed in more than just one way of their life. Like yeah, yeah. exactly. So then, what's something that you still that, that you think we still need to work towards you when it comes to gender equality? Um, so I think this kind of plays into my last answer with like intersectional feminism, but understanding that everything is a woman's issue. Um, even climate change. I know that sounds so interesting and do you follow intersectional, oh my God, intersectional environment something? (gasps) No, I don't think so. Oh my God. I I sent it to her now. Go on. Sorry. I just, I just remember she's like feminist and she talks about, intersectional environmentalist she talks about like intersection climate change feminism everything at the same time i'm gonna say it okay yeah i'll have to absolutely follow her but yeah things like that everything is a woman's issue racism is a woman's issue classism is a woman's issue um and all the other isms that you can think of, but it's not just um, women's right to vote or abortion. Although those obviously are big factors in women's rights and issues, but it's everything and anything that can affect women and will affect women in disproportionate ways than it would um, white men. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That is so true. And the last one says, what's your favorite thing about being a woman? Okay. Um, my favorite thing about being a woman. So when I was younger, I used to be on the idea, I've always been a little feminist, but I used to be on the idea that I needed to be this, like, uh, I don't know. I hate using the phrase tomboy, but I, 
for masculine lack of a term, energy yes. person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that I needed to be that. I thought that I needed to hate the color pink. Um, I literally mm. made blue my favorite color when I was younger because all the girls like pink. Just and to I thought find that the that sister. Was- Yeah. And I thought that was silly. I was like, well, blue's the boy color. So I'm going to like blue. Um, but I think like being my favorite thing about being a woman and like what being woman to me, like has changed, like my idea of that for me personally, again, you know, everyone's idea is different, but is that when I grew like growing up and looking like you look at my aesthetic now and I probably look like the most girly frilly person to ever walk into a room and understanding that feminism looks like so many different things you know Mm -hmm. feminism is not you know it can be not wearing a bra but you can also wear a bra and be a feminist you can wear lipstick you can you know shave your legs yeah yeah shave your legs not shave your legs you can be non-binary you can be a lesbian you could be a bi like Whatever you are, um, that is my favorite thing about being a woman is that you can be whatever you want to be in that. Um, And that just being a woman is just like a part of your identity if you want it to be. And my favorite thing about being a woman is realizing that I can be this pretty dressed up pink wearing uh, heart, I don't know, heart purse wearing person and still fight for women's rights and still get in the face of a misogynistic man and tell him to shut the fuck up. So yeah. I love that so much. It reminds me of something Meghan Markle said once that she's like, I can wear a blazer and then wear a dress and then fight for my rights. Like I can do yes. every single thing yes. I think I want. And that I think so that's true. in one of my like inspiration. I have like inspirational quotes by women. I think that's in, that's in that because yeah. I've seen that before and I love it. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on socials and where they can send your podcast and all that? Yes, absolutely. Um, so if you can find me on anywhere that you listen to um, your podcast, um, Loudmouth Podcast, um, on Instagram, it's at loudmouthpod. On Twitter, it's at loudmouth underscore pod. Um, and you can find my episode with Camilla. It's called my point of, or her point of view. Um, so go listen to that and hear more of your, your other favorite podcast hosts. So <laughs> both of your favorite podcasts. Yes, exactly. But, both. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was so fun to talk to you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. I love this. Thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy everyone listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.